Hey everybody, welcome to the Damascus Road. Normally it would be uh, me and Kyle. Um, Kyle is not with me this week, being Christmas week. He is uh, with his family. And and instead of not doing a show at all, which we had discussed, um, I decided that uh, since so many people have asked me that uh, I would give my testimony. Uh, Kyle did a little while back. Uh, he had a solo episode with just himself. And I uh, figured we could do the same thing this week. So without further ado, we'll um, get rolling with this, and I just want to start off with a little background about myself. So, um, very short life history. Parents divorced when I was five, um, bounced between mom and dad. Spent most of my early childhood with my dad, early childhood, I mean up to about 10, 10 11 years old. Then uh, when he moved to Mississippi, I went and stayed with my mom in North Carolina. I didn't want to come. I didn't want to leave my mom. I was very much a mother's boy, a mama's boy, and uh, proud of that fact. But, um, you know, I think my spiritual journey began when I was about 12, 13 years old. And, you know, there, there was a longing for something, and I didn't quite didn't quite know what was longing for. So I, I believe, and I, I think I've talked about it before, um, that because we are created by God, there's a divine spark in us. You know, we, we have a pull, a desire towards something spiritual. Most of us know that there's something else above us. Even most atheists I've talked to have uh, acknowledged that that they think there's something bigger, whether it's a universe, the universe, or um, advanced alien beings. Or you know, I've spoke to I've spoke to uh, atheists that believe that we were we were intelligently designed, as I do, but we differ where I believe God intelligently designed us, and they believe that uh, an advanced alien race intelligently designed us. But that's neither here nor there, and that's not what uh, today's topic is about. So, about me. I began my search when I was about 12, 13 years old, and uh, I read many books. I read books on ancient religions. I read books on modern religions. Then when I was 14, 13 or 14, my mom bought me a computer, AOL dial-up. Man, those those were the days. But um, you know, the internet, while still young and in its infancy, provided me with uh, more information, more topics to look into. And uh, you know, I got I, I I read up on Islam and Christianity and Buddhism and Taoism and. And you name it, I've probably read something on it. Some some religions I studied deeper than others. Some just didn't appeal to me at all. And then uh, when I was 14, 15, when I was 15, we got new neighbors across the street. And uh, they had a daughter, pretty pretty little blind girl named Kristen. And uh, I just, God almighty. I just fell for this girl, and I liked her, and I wanted to be around her and spend time with her, and you know how teenage puppy love goes. So she invited me to church, and I'll never forget it. It was Temple Church in High Point, North Carolina. It was the church we went to, and uh, very, 
very, very super conservative. Women all wore blue jean skirts and had long hair, and it was a, it was blasphemy to cut a woman to cut her hair. And men all wore pants and long sleeve shirts, and and very, very conservative, very strict in their beliefs. And um, started going there with them every church service, and joined the choir and sing the old hymns and and everything was going fine. And then I started, as I got closer with the preacher and his family, and they started talking to me about things. You know, some stuff started seeming weird to me. And I come to find out that we weren't in the only church for our beliefs, and there was probably 12 more. And they had formed a compound in Georgia, and uh, right outside of Athens, Georgia, if I remember correctly. And uh, as far as I know, they're still there. But um, all these churches... We're making plans to moving to this compound. And uh, it was like, this is this is a cult. You know, this is the first thing that went through my head. is like, I got involved in a cult. Preacher got up one day and started screaming at the top of his lungs, on the, standing on the front pew. He's like, I am God, I am God, I am God. And just over and over and over. And, and the men were cheering and the women were fainting. And, and like, it was just the craziest thing I've ever seen. And uh, but this was my only real taste of Christianity. And I said, these people are crazy. This is a cult. This is not something I want to be in. So I never went back to church after that. And they sent people to my house to find out where I was and why I wasn't coming. And my stepdad, for all that he has done negatively in my life, you know, him answering the door with a forty-five and telling them if they ever show up, he was going to kill them. Was probably one of the greatest things the man ever did for me because they were they were hunting me down they were tracking me they were you know i seen cars parked outside of my high school and and the school resource officer had to run a guy off one day and i think they were looking for me but anyway that that led me to christianity is whack was, <laughs> there's, there's nothing here for me this is a cult these people are crazy they're 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 stalkers and they're homicidal and they're going to go live in compounds and this is what churches and this is not anything I want to do with. And, you know, I've read in history where the Catholic church, you know, they committed the, the, the burning people to the stakes and with the inquisitions and all the persecutions. And I was like, you know, Christianity is not what I want. It is not there for me. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, so I went on and I read the Quran. It was too close to Christianity, and, and honestly, in my opinion, even more whack and a little more radical. So that didn't appeal to me. So what I ended up finding was uh, Wicca and witchcraft, and uh, studied that, practiced that the last couple of years of high school, and I took it into the army with me. And uh, you know, my dog tag. The army had recently um, recognized Wicca. And I had that as my official religion on my name, my dog tag, and or I did by the, by the end of my military career, I had it on my dog tag. But they, uh, I, I don't know, y'all. I just got so deep, so involved. I enjoy. I, I uh, joined the witches' coven in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, and um, 
some I've seen some crazy stuff, y'all. For anybody who doesn't who doesn't believe in witchcraft or doesn't believe in um, magic and demonic forces, and it's real. Uh, I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've witnessed it. I've seen demons during during witches' sabbaths and rituals, and uh, I, I've experienced the power, and uh, I was drawn to that power. So, uh, fast forward a little while, and I'm basically homeless. Uh, I was homeless when I got out of the military, and I, I flew into New Orleans, and I got picked up in New Orleans, driven to Gulfport, Mississippi, and uh, basically left on the side of the road. And I spent a year there, um, sleeping on the sand, sleeping under bridges eating one meal every few days and, and, you know, witchcraft had failed me. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't chant my way out of this situation. I couldn't cast enough spell. I couldn't even afford to get the materials to cast spells and rituals. So, you know, I abandoned that completely and I, I really abandoned religion completely and, you know, called finally got in touch with my uncle come and got me, took me back to North Carolina and, Stayed with my grandma until I got back on my feet and met a girl, married a girl that was, that lasted, that marriage lasted six weeks before she, she left me, ran off. And, uh, you know, at this point I'm like, you know what, there's, there's not even anything. I, I completely lost faith in anything, especially God. You know, there's no God. You don't get to suffer this kind of life when there's a God that supposedly loves you. And I got a, got a job working in a tattoo shop, apprenticed for a little while, and became an artist, became a piercing artist and a tattoo artist. And I really went went full-blown progressive socialist atheist. I mean, it was the crowd that I hung out with, you know. God wasn't real, and if he was, he wasn't a good God. And, you know, the government was everything, and... And this is 2007, 2008. This is Obama's first term. I, I voted for him because um, that was just my mindset. And, you know, obviously living that kind of lifestyle, I learned real quick that all your progressive equal rights buddies disappear when everything else starts disappearing in your life, if you're not useful for anything, then you're not useful to them, period. And, um, so I, I went and met, met another person, moved in with them. Actually moved in with her and her mom. I mean, y'all, I was in a, I was in a place, because at this point in the tattoo shop, I was still sleeping on different people's couches. You know, one night I was here, the next night I was here, you know, it, it just, I'd spend a week here, I'd spend a week here. You know, I, I hopped girlfriend to girlfriend just to have a place to live. You know, nothing, nothing involved in a relationship. You know, some of them didn't even have sex with, I just needed a place to stay. And it, it was a really rough part of my life and a really, really down part of my life. So I met a girl and moved in with her and her mom and, uh, that was just another bad situation. I mean, we hated each other. We hated each other. I, at one point, I even sat down and calculated how long it would take me to walk to Mississippi. 
and uh, somehow or another we stayed together. We ended up getting our own place and ended up end up actually getting a job because I was unemployed for well over a year. Actually went back to school and lived off of my my school refund checks. So um so while meeting while while working at this job and I was doing well and I'd I'd been promoted and I was moving up. Met a guy and they hired a new guy and met him, started working with him. I hated this douche. I mean he was bad. And you know, the hearing talked to his mom and to his wife. I mean, he talked to him like crap, calling him a horror and a bee, and and just just I mean, really verbally abusive. And uh, ended up through him working there, meeting his wife, and uh, just the kindest, most wonderful person you ever met. The complete opposite of this dude, and I, I could never figure out. What was going on? So you know, at this point, I was still—I don't—I don't know if I was still an atheist or if I was beginning to question things again. But I, I by far, by no means, followed God, or I don't even think I owned the Bible. But uh, so they got a divorce. But during the divorce process, I'd grown to know his wife, and she was really a good woman. And uh, after their divorce was finalized, her and I struck up a friendship. And probably a year after their divorce, year and a half after divorce, her and I ended up getting together. Fast forward to where we're at now, and and I'm married to her. And if any of y'all follow my Twitter, you know how much I very much love this woman and grateful for this woman. So my wife is the one that led me to God. She, She nagged me. Nag. It's the only time she's ever nagged me. She nagged me to go to church. And I uh, went a few times. Wasn't for me. So she laid off. She kept going. I didn't go. And uh, it got to the point where I did start going. and uh, But I was still struggling. I was still wrestling. Hadn't turned myself over to Christ. Was getting good message from the preachers. And, and my wife, I know, was praying for me the whole time. And I've never seen her do it, but I know she was. And uh, I was sitting in my backyard one night, cigarette one hand and a beer in the other. And uh, I think I was listening to heavy metal music on my phone. I don't know. I, I was having, I was having a moment. I was, I was kind of down in my life. I was angry, and things weren't working well, and. It was a night that I planned on drowning my problems, and uh, which, which was a constant for me throughout my 20s. And at this point, I'm in my 30s, early 30s. I'm about 30 years old. And uh, this is where everybody thinks I'm crazy. And if y'all come to the conclusion I'm crazy, that's perfectly fine with me. Standing in my backyard and... Um, all of a sudden, this intense, overwhelming feeling came over me. And it, it was, I didn't know what it was at first. But I kind of realized that what I was feeling was uh, compassion and love. And it, but it was just intense. Like, it, it drove me to my knees. And I burst out into tears. And it kept getting heavier and heavier. And my chest got tighter. And 
I, uh, my breathing was getting shallow and I was having a really hard time catching my breath. And I thought I was having a stroke or a heart attack or something. I don't know what was going on. I just know I had this intense feeling over me. And uh, in my mind, I seen a figure standing behind me and they put their hand on my shoulder. And they told me that they loved me and they told me to rise, that I was to teach and preach for them. And I instantly knew then that it was Christ standing behind me. So I can honestly say I think I I think I was in the presence of God that night. That intense feeling that I thought would kill me. And I still think if I'd hung around, if I'd have lasted any longer, it would have killed me. Yeah, I don't think we can withstand the heavenly presence of God here on earth. And and I discovered it that night that why we can't. So, joined, uh, joined Liberty University, entered their theology and divinity program, and started teaching, started studying, started preaching, and really got involved in the church that we were going to at the time. And that church kind of and not kind of it really did end up letting us down um good church and a great preacher and, and the preacher walked closer with god than any man i've ever met in my life but the church the people in the church itself just really drove us out and uh it kind of set me on the course that I, i'm on today that uh, i do currently attend another church that i love so very much i love the people in it and i love the pastor but i don't agree with a lot of the beliefs and a lot of that was set forth in the last church where I wasn't getting what I needed, and I began to study on my own. So I'm at this point now in my life where I, I just want to teach. I want to teach the gospel. I want to teach the words of God. You know, this is what the podcast is for. This is what my Trails to the Cross podcast is for, this podcast. It's what I do with my Twitter. Um, it's what's happening in 2020. Um, there's a special project coming up with me and several other people are getting together. And this is just an accumulation where God's left me, led me in my life that I'm to preach his word and I'm to teach his word and I'm to study his word. And, you know, I spend so much time studying the Bible. It's crazy. You can ask many of the people I talk to. Kyle's one of them. During any conversation, it's nothing for me to drop a verse or three verses or 10 verses of the Bible related to the conversation. It's to the point that Kyle now, you know, he'll just, you know, he'll just message out. He'll be like, incoming. He knows there's verses incoming from me. And and that's where I'm at. And that's my story. And it's, and I've been recording for 19 minutes now. And that's such a brief, brief uh, summary of where I got to today and, and why I am the way I am today. And I will tell you all this much that I love God. I love studying God and I love teaching God. And I love God's people, and I love the people who haven't come to God yet. And I'm at a point in my life where I'm transitioning from the the average churchgoer to something different. I seek and desire a deep, intense relationship with God. Um, I desire a level that most people don't even think about. And uh, I think that's where God's bringing me to. And, and I think that's where he wants all of us. I just think 
that not not a lot of people give God the time that He needs, and and Lord knows I spent most of my life ignoring Him, and you know that that's kind of that's kind of where we're at today. It's why I do what I do today. It's where I'm at in my life and in my ministry and and that's that's pretty much it. So I'm sure this has been confusing and bouncing back and forth and around the world and here and there but but this is a kind of a glimpse into my mind my mind is all over the place kyle very much keeps me focused on uh on the damascus road in our conversations i drag him down rabbit holes and he pulls me back out of them so uh yeah if anybody would like to reach out to me and talk to me about this or anything um i'm at jd manley 18 on twitter you can also reach me at trails to the cross at gmail.com. Um, don't give that out to many people, but I'm at a point where I think, you know, I need to offer, offer more ways to get in touch with me. Um, we'll probably have a uh, business phone or a ministry phone number coming out soon for everybody as well. But uh, anyway, guys, I've enjoyed the chat. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me ramble and stutter and mumble and, and uh, I hope we don't lose uh, listeners because of this recording. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, hey, look, today, sorry about that. Today is December 24th. It is Christmas Eve. And whether you hear it now or you hear it afterwards, I love all you guys. And I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. And I encourage you to remember what the season is about. And it's not about the gifts and it's not about the presents. It, it's about love. And uh, I got a blog article coming out tomorrow. Jesus is not the reason for the season. Just hear me out on that before you pass judgment on my words. You know, it's the birth of Christ isn't why we celebrate. The love of God for sending Christ is why we celebrate. It's a season of love. So anyway, guys, have a very Merry Christmas. And thank you all for your support. And thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with a regular scheduled Kyle and Joseph. Talk to you guys later. Bye.